Welcome back to Nate the Hate. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Like we said last week, we are trying to hit 15,000 followers before the end of the year. And I am once again joined by MVG. Great to be here, Nate. Thanks for having me. And we have an interesting topic today because we have... The giant has awakened. Sony has shown up to the next generation conversation. And they did so in a mammoth way by making a deal with Epic to unveil unreal engine five man what a what a what a way to wake up from last week with the microsoft misstep that they put together with their gameplay trailer of of games and now we finally get to see some true next gen graphics and and gameplay for the playstation 5 i think sony this was you know, their, their trump card, the ace in the hole that they were, I guess, sitting on for a while now. You know, a lot of the talk that I heard was, don't worry, Sony has, has something really big lined up. And this is the first of hopefully more more to come. But man, what a what a first, you know, shot to fire back at Microsoft after the the Sony presentation from, you know, a couple of months ago. I'm, I was very impressed with, with what I saw. What, do, what did you think? I am very impressed with what I saw from Unreal Engine 5. And, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that the original plan from Epic and Sony were that they were going to demo Unreal Engine 5 at GDC had it not been canceled due to the pandemic situation. So this is something we could have seen, you know, two months ago. And I'm really impressed that they came out with a gameplay demonstration. Sure, this isn't a established IP. This is... This was a gameplay demo of a product that will never come to market. But when you compare this to Epic's elemental demo for Unreal Engine 4, which, you know, it showed the the knight or the demon inside the volcano. We saw a lot of the particle effects and those type of visual flair. When you just view a video like the elemental demo and then you see a product that's actually being rendered in real time it's being played it really shows how far the unreal engine has evolved since unreal engine 4 because 5 it looks i mean i would say this is near movie or photorealistic photorealistic quality mm-hmm. and if people watching on youtube i do have the demo playing in the back so you can look at these visuals and i mean Epic talked about it. They talked about some of the statues on display in this demo where they are being rendered in real time with 33 million polygons or the vast room that the character then enters after that is being rendered at 16 billion polygons. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like every pixel on the screen is essentially a triangle, which yes. just blows my mind when I think about that, you know. And it's all being rendered without issue there's no pop in the draw distance is basically unlimited there's no pop in for effects or you know landscape and if this is our first true glimpse at next gen for the playstation 5 and xbox series x using unreal engine 5 then i mean i would say epic has once again set the standard for engines moving into the next generation because unreal 4 has been you know a standard engine for a lot of developers, we've seen Square Enix use it for Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Kingdom Hearts franchise. 
and you see numerous indies and other AAA developers make use of Unreal Engine because its tools are easy to use and the product that you get in the end is just it's it's a masterclass. Yeah. It it was just it's an amazing presentation and I mean if this is what we're going to get from PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X then we have a lot to look forward to in the coming years. Oh man, I'm excited. This was a GDC presentation that was tweaked to be more for the public and you know the Sony presentation was a similar thing but Sony's presentation didn't really land with with the general public very well for for obvious reasons of course a lot of people were confused about what this was and and why he was kind of rambling on too much about you know taking (laughs) 3d models of people's ears and stuff but this one was you're right this was a GDC presentation that they tailored for the general public and it it worked they 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 pulled it off and they pulled it off very well but this was not only just a demonstration of next gen it's also a sales pitch for developers you know epic is basically telling developers hey unreal engine 5 will be available very soon and hop on to this awesome platform that we have. You know, they've also come out today and said that Unreal Engine is free. It's always been free, but uh, royalties have been waived for the first million dollars of sales. I mean, think about that, right? I mean, if you're an indie making a million dollars on a game and not having to pay any royalties on it, that that's, I mean, that's significant. You know, obviously for the big yes. players, a million dollars in revenue is not going to get you very far, <laughs> but it's also inviting new potential indies or new studios to to jump on board and you know we'll we'll cover your first million no problem which is really awesome to see and not only that they also announced the epic online services where you can essentially just have that sdk or the api that allows you to communicate with any other game you know any engine uh, any store any platform for free via the the voice api type stuff as well which is which is great so i mean this was this was a demonstration of next gen, no question, but it was also a, a sales pitch for for studios, developers, indies, anyone that may be thinking, I don't want to use Unity anymore, I want something cooler for next gen. This is this was this was Epic's way of, of you know, basically announcing to the world that we've got some really awesome tools and it won't really cost you anything, at least for the for the short term, to, to jump on board. Yeah, and I would say this was an absolutely stellar marketing pitch because the thing with these type of presentations is that, yes, they are primarily geared towards the developers and the publishers who are looking for new tools, but Epic was also smart in the way they delivered it to excite general consumers and enthusiasts because it gave us a hint at NextGen. It also sold the product to that upcoming developer who maybe has been dabbling with Unreal Engine 4 a little bit and they're working on their game and Epic came out and said if you're already using Unreal Engine 4 you can start developing your game with that right now and maybe your game's not going to come out until you know late 2022 you can transition to Unreal Engine 5 once it's made available later next year so I don't even have to wait for these tools to become you know available to me I can begin my development now I can just transition to Unreal Engine 5, take advantage of all this new technology, 
And when my game comes out in 2022 or maybe 2023, I'm going to have all these bells and whistles and you're going to have an amazing looking game, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as you have, you know, obviously the development talent to go in that direction. But this was just, I mean, this is, this is next gen. This was finally that next gen moment. And I'll give Microsoft credit. We saw a glimpse of next gen from them back in December at the Game Awards when they showed us Hellblade 2 with the in-engine demonstration during the Xbox Series X reveal trailer. Now, I mean, much like this, is that in-engine trailers aren't accurate representations of gameplay. So the difference being we saw a game today or a demonstration being played today, whereas Microsoft just showed us an in-engine trailer. Mm -hmm. Hellblade 2 is not going to look like that, but it gave us an idea of the visual fidelity we can expect from, you know, next generation games. And amazingly, Hellblade 2 is a Unreal Engine 4 game. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yes. So what does that mean? Does it mean that it'll eventually end up on on UE5 and and maybe get a a boost in graphical fidelity and, and... take advantage of you know the nanite virtualized geometry and all that all the bells and whistles they were promoting i mean you'd have to assume right we'll be back after a quick break ever thought modern video games should be more interesting at the gaming blender we take randomized genres mechanics and make a new game every episode i've added permadeath we have a survival game of a hardcore simulation which could be house flipper and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Oh dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I mean, theoretically, yeah, it would be possible. I mean, as we saw in that trailer for Hellblade 2, we saw the, you know, the vast, vast environmental landscape where they saw the mountains and the ocean. And those types of things would definitely take advantage of what the Nanite, you know, visual concept is showing with Unreal Engine 5. And so if Ninja Theory can transition to that, even with Project Mara, which we've only seen a hallway and mm. a face of a very terrified woman if that can transition to unreal engine 5 i mean those games can really shine when they do come out but i guess it's really a question of when does hellblade 2 actually come out Mm -hmm. if it's you know if we assume it's slated for late 2021 unreal engine 5 will only just then become available to the mass public so we probably won't see it happen yeah, but if it's you know maybe a late 2022 game, it can definitely take advantage of Unreal Engine five. But one thing that we do definitely have to address is that Unreal Engine five will run on any platform yes. that currently supports Unreal Engine four. So that means Android devices, PS four, Xbox One, even the Nintendo Switch is compatible with Unreal Engine five. Mm-hmm. That's that correct. Yep. And that's going to have long-term benefits to Nintendo because a lot of people have been saying for the last several months is how is Nintendo going to compete with next generation? 
if we have the introduction of new engines like Unreal Engine 5? Well, that argument's been put to rest. Yes, absolutely. It, it just tells me that the Switch Pro discussion that, that keeps coming up is, I mean, look, we've always said that there's there's going to be another Switch that comes out, but the, the concept of a Switch Pro, we, we heard some rumblings that maybe this year that we would see one or next year. With Unreal Engine 5 being available on the Nintendo Switch, again, it's really, it, it's, it just tells me that there's no reason to do that. You know, Nintendo doesn't need to, to move to newer hardware to support a newer engine because that engine is available today on the Switch, just like the CryEngine and Unity. So developers have their choice on which way they want to go. And they'll be up to date with with current generation or next generation, you know, technology. So there's there's no reason to do so. And look, no one's saying that the the uh, the tech demo that we saw today <laughs> is going to run on the Switch. That's that's not going to happen. But the engine exists on the Switch, which means that there is a path to either porting software to the Switch that run on Unreal Engine five or or the other direction, you know, you start developing on the Switch and then, you know, port over to other consoles. So I don't really think, the, you know, the, the landscape is going to change too much on the Nintendo Switch, you know, this year or next year when the engine starts to, to be seen in, in actual games as they are released. Yeah, so that's the good, that's really the key point is if we do see games transition to Unreal Engine 5, and I mean, it's going to take some time, even though Unreal Engine 4 was introduced what about six seven years ago yep the time it took for developers to go from unreal engine 3 to unreal engine 4 took several years because unreal engine 3 was such an optimized you know engine for a lot of these developers you're getting fantastic results with games like batman arkham knight yep. which i mean people may still be surprised that that's an unreal engine 3 game mm-hmm. or even as recently as mortal kombat 11 yes. is unreal engine 3 it's yep. slightly modified, but it's still Unreal Engine 3. It, they didn't take that leap to Unreal Engine 4. So, I mean, realistically, we're probably not going to see the first Unreal Engine 5 game from a major development studio until, I mean, probably 2024. Yeah, I mean, I think Fortnite is obviously something yes. that Epic will bring to Unreal Engine 5. They mentioned that in their in their presentation I think they'll kind of set the stage with with that. But yeah, I mean, any kind of third party that jumps on probably won't be for a while, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be a couple of years after that. No, I mean, we might see some indies appear maybe in 2022 because they will probably start building their games on Unreal Engine 4 right now. And they could transition to it late next year to have their games out by, you know, summer or late 2022. And those are the games that would be the ones that you'd see probably transition to Unreal Engine 5, even on current-gen systems, specifically, though, the Switch, because Mm -hmm. we really don't know when Nintendo's successor is going to come out. Probably, I mean, if we really had to guess, I'd say 2023 is probably the earliest we see a Switch successor, which would put them in, you know, really great timing, because depending on the technology NVIDIA has available for them, you can have fantastic tech powered mm-hmm. the switch successor that nvidia can work with epic to ensure unreal engine 5 runs at an optimal level because we know those two companies really like to collaborate when it comes to their graphics cards yeah and their engines so 
I mean, this could benefit Nintendo in the long term, but at least in the interim, we don't have to worry about software being made where it has to skip the Switch like we saw with the Wii U, which didn't support like Unreal Engine 4. And I mean, yeah, it supported Unreal Engine 3. Not overly great. Some of those ports were compromised in some ways. So, I mean, Nintendo's really in a, they're almost future-proof right? In, a, in their own little way. Though, I mean, the same can be said for the Xbox One and PS4. Though, I mean, we are obviously transitioning away from that hardware right now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this tech demo a little more. We saw some cool features. We saw the virtualized geometry, the, the Nanite technology, some of the really cool kind of physics randomization that we saw. Obviously, the, the basically the, the pixel triangles, you know, the, the billions mm-hmm. of polygons, very impressive stuff. Tech demos are usually quite controlled. And, you know, if you're going to show off a tech demo of something, you damn well better make sure that you, you pull it off. This one was different because it was, you know, there was gameplay involved. You know, we saw yes. a, a character running around. It wasn't just a cutscene. although towards the end where, you know, she was flying towards the, the portal, that looked a little more scripted than, than when, you know, she was just kind of running <laughs> through the landscape. I initially thought it was a Tomb Raider game, but what do you think? Did you think that the, the a tech demo is still something that can get a lot of people excited about next gen. I'm not talking about us because, you know, we, we were obviously excited about it. Reading through Twitter and, and some of the responses that I've seen, it wasn't as as well or as universally praised as I, as I thought it would be. Now, obviously, a lot of the big publications are talking about it saying, wow, this is amazing. It's photorealistic and, and next gen is here. But there are a lot of people that didn't really think it was as impressive in in that regard. What do you think about that? Do you think it's just, you know, um, the fanboys coming out? Or do you think it's, you know, they have valid concerns that rather than true gameplay or a gameplay of, of a character in a game that we, we can recognize, we just saw a, a, I'll say, a controlled tech demo? It's... Definitely, a com- it's a complex matter that I think has to be approached with like nuance because we've been misled in the past by these tech demos. We can go as far back as you know, early PlayStation Three days. We had Sony show us that Killzone Two demo, which yeah was not an accurate representation of what the game looked like, or even Square Enix when they came out with the Final Fantasy Seven demo. What about Watch Dogs? You know, remember Watch Dogs came yeah. out, and obviously that was nowhere close. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had the watchdogs. A lot of the third-party developers, you know, specifically Ubisoft, likes to use tech demos or what they will say these are engine targets for their games. And they show us those trailers and they, they promise this is what next gen is going to look like. And I think it's made a lot of people within the community a little cautious to believe a developer or even an engine maker, you know, to take their word at first sight. Mm-hmm. The difference is... What we saw today is closer to what Nintendo did with the Wii U when they showed Twilight Princess using a modified engine where you could manipulate the camera, you could manipulate the lighting, you couldn't control Link, but you could manipulate what was happening on screen. Though the key difference here is, though we didn't actually see someone play this, but they did say this was a this is a playable demo. You can play it, and it would have been playable at GDC. Mm-hmm. Is that when you see the character climbing, you saw the button prompts on the bottom of the screen. 
So had you been playing it, you would have had full control of this character. You would have had to hit these buttons to perform these actions. So this was a demonstration being rendered natively in real time on a PlayStation 5, whereas those other examples were just they were just videos. Yeah. Yeah, if you they if were, you if you played them it would it would run the same way every single time. You know what I mean? Yes. Whereas this is you there would have been varying differences like Oh, we see them walk up that path. Well, maybe I would have stood there for an extra five seconds and right. I would have looked around or I would have climbed back down. It's it's still controlled in the sense, like even if we look at the demo for what it was, it was still a very linear corridor style setup, mm-hmm. which I mean, but that was to focus on what they want to show. They want to show you all these environmental effects. They want to show you the lighting effects and how it reacts to the stones and the statues and everything else, which is fine. It's. I think the reaction is more subdued than I expected. I thought people were going to be a lot more excited because people really got excited when they showed the elemental Unreal Engine 4 demo, which was nothing. Yeah. That that was literally a video demonstration. And this was a lot more. This actually, if we want to use the term gameplay in a literal sense, showed more gameplay than what we got from Microsoft last week. Right, right. What do you what do you think if they showed this at E three on stage? Do you think it would have would have popped more as far as audience reactions, or do you think it would yes. have been the same? Absolutely, it would have been a much more excited reaction because had Sony came out and they said we're going to show you a glimpse of next gen on PlayStation Five, same trailer shows. Yeah, Tim Sweeney walks out on the stage. It said, we just showed you Unreal Engine 5 running on PlayStation 5, and you can play this demo today on the mm-hmm. show floor. Yeah. The audience would have erupted. But yeah. today, in the non-E3 world that we're in, people are a little more cautious, a little more hesitant to believe Tim Sweeney and the folks at Epic, because a lot of the narrative around this right now is, well, no game is going to look like that. Epic doesn't even make games anymore that look like this. Right. That's fine. Again, like go back to look at the elemental demo. The elemental demo was surpassed by almost every game using Unreal Engine 4. Yeah. So put this engine in the hands of Square Enix for Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. Yeah. No, I and did, that game, like <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree, man. I think I think you're right if they showed this at A3 it would have just erupted. It would have been an E3 moment. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It absolutely would have been an E3 moment. It would have been that moment where Sony came out and they said, we are bringing next gen to you. And this is important for Sony from a marketing perspective because first impressions matter. And technically, the you know PS5's first impression was back at the Game Awards where we saw the trailer of Godfall. And it was god awful. <laughs> yeah, it was. But, but like today, you really, sh- you know, you were given a glimpse into what next gen can be, and who's it associated to? Mm-hmm. The PlayStation Five, right? And and just to be clear again, you know, Unreal Engine Five is not exclusive to to Sony. It, it will absolutely run on the Series X, and it's <laughs> and it's probably going to run better than than the PlayStation Five. Quite honestly, I mean, I think. Really, what we saw today was obviously the power of the PS5, and and by the way, 
if if anyone out there is still talking about teraflops and comparing teraflops between <laughs> systems, you need you need to stop that right now. I mean, this is why teraflops don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things because we just saw an absolutely mind-blowing presentation, gameplay, tech demo, whatever you want to call it, of the power of the PS5, which looks next generation to me. It, you know, it, it teraflops doesn't mean jack and I think I think now we're finally starting to see some games you know slowly but surely we'll see the the curtain unfold and we'll see more of this stuff over the next few months and man i'm excited i'm excited to see more of of what next gen is all about and i want to see how microsoft will respond to this we we, we've heard that there is a a, you know a presentation coming up next month uh, in july i should say where we will see first party games and I mean, honestly, Microsoft needs to, they need to knock it out of the park. We know the hardware is, is solid. It's on point. It's, it's excellent. Now it's, let's see the, the Halo Infinites and, and the, and the Forces and the Fables and, and the Perfect Darks we have been rumored to hear about. So let's see what you got. Right. I mean, I think after seeing this, even though this demo would run on the Xbox Series X without, you know, any issue, Mm -hmm. perhaps even better in some regards, it still comes down to this was shown on the PlayStation 5. This is how Sony decided to start their next gen conversation for 2020 was by showing Unreal Engine 5 with this gameplay. And now it kind of sets the bar for Sony's rumored June event of what are they going to come in with in terms of software come June? Because if you're leading with this in May, you're feeling a little confident about what you have for June. Whereas Microsoft had an overflow event of here are the games we probably would have talked about if we had an E3 conference or at least had in a sizzle reel. We dedicated an entire event for them. And like as we talked about in the previous video on this topic of Microsoft, the problem wasn't the software. The software was good. The problem was the framing of their marketing of promising us next generation gameplay and then not showing enough gameplay of said games. A lot of those games are cross-generation. There are a few exclusives like the medium, but we didn't see a substantial amount of gameplay for that game. Whereas Sony came out today with, yes, a tech demo, but it was like eight minutes Mm -hmm. of actual gameplay in a tech form. Like, yeah, this is a proof of concept, but at least it was actually being rendered and played on a PS5 where we didn't see anything of this tier at Microsoft's event. And I don't mean just in terms of visuals. I just mean in terms of actual gameplay representation. Yeah. Had they shown Assassin's Creed Valhalla of the character running around a mountain range and climbing and navigating ravines and caverns the same way that this demo did, we would have had a completely dis- different discussion on that event last week. Yeah. But we didn't. So... Hopefully Microsoft takes a you know view at this and says, okay, next time we show gameplay, people want to see something like that. Yeah, that's what they mean by gameplay. Yeah. So I mean, I, it's it destroyed Microsoft's presentation. <laughs> no doubt. I I think it was it was very clever as well because th- there's definitely the sales pitch angle to this. Like I said, you can't. This was also well mostly geared for for oncoming developers that want to jump on ue5 or ones that are on ue4 that maybe you want to know more about ue5 what it can do i think it was 
very clever of of epic to not show any game because if you kind of lock it to one game then you've kind of lost maybe half maybe more of your audience already you know what i'm saying like if they showed if they showed you know master chief in that demo if they showed um kratos or if they showed link then you're going to lose people you know what i mean it's it's not really the right thing to do this was a very clever presentation very clever demo because they didn't show any game but they showed maybe up to like 20 games that it could have been right it could have been tomb raider prince of persia could have been god of war uncharted um force force awakens i mean it could have been any game that's out gears of war so i think it was definitely the right approach for both the game development studios out there that are thinking about jumping on board as well as the fans of of next generation yes i would agree with that because i mean we all know those type of games everyone can recognize the assassin's creed the tomb raiders the uncharted or star wars i mean that's the thing ea is going to make a new star wars game the sequel to uh jedi and that used unreal engine 4 so you can bet the next one's going to be on unreal engine 5 and with this type of visual fidelity and i know epic like to make reference to the mandalorian an awful lot during (laughs) some of the interviews and the presentations yeah it makes you wonder what is ea gonna do with this engine for a new star wars game (laughs) yeah i mean it sounds like it's it's kind of a match made in heaven if you think of it that way um so (laughs) i'm i'm looking forward to to seeing more about about this for sure and one thing about the presentation today that came out, and this was a controversy that didn't require to be a controversy this week, is that the UE5 demonstration today was running at 30 frames a second, and everyone got up in arms about Assassin's Creed Valhalla running hmm. at 4K and 30 frames a second on the Xbox Series X, because I don't know why some people thought this generation was going to put an end to 60 frames a sec or an end to 30 frames a second and we're only going to get a standard of 60 frames a second some blame aaron greenberg because that's what he said and then microsoft backtracked on his comments saying no we let the developer decide on you know how they want to display their game and how they're the best way for them to bring their artistic vision to life and when you look at the visual fidelity of this demo that's why we have 30 frames a second is going to remain for the foreseeable future Yep. because you're always going to have a developer who wants to push the boundaries of visual effects and realism in games and no matter what technology i give you you're always if if that's your goal then you have to make a compromise somewhere Mm -hmm. and it's going to come down to frames and if you know, if frames a second is really your primary concern in gaming, where you want the you know a great resolution with the best frame rate, PS5 and Xbox Series X aren't going to relieve those problems. Just get a gaming PC. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think Aaron Greenberg's tweet was very confusing to many people, and probably something he shouldn't have said. Let's be honest, because it just, it just adds confusion and you know just uncertainty into the mix you know i thought you said that the series x is going to be 4k 60 on everything well well no you know and and 
I could have told you before Assassin's Creed mentioned it was going to be 4K30, that it was going to run at 4K30. I don't believe Ubisoft has ever run a Assassin's Creed game at 60 or anything higher than 30 on any console ever, you know, and I didn't didn't really feel like that was going to start today. But to your point, there is that trade-off between realism and, you know, photo photorealism and lots of visual effects and post-processing and performance. And look, I think more games will target 4K60 on the Series X and the PS5. You know, the <laughs> shooters like the Call of Duties and, and the racing games, they're kind of really geared for for that type of, you know, resolution and, and frame rate. But the cinematic single-player experiences the Assassin's Creeds, the the Unreal Engine Five tech demos, the you know stuff like that, the, the God of Wars, the the Uncharted's, those things I don't really see them changing changing course too much. I mean, it's all about these kind of movie style presentations that run at thirty, and we, we, look, we're going to see a lot more of that next generation, and I think people really mm-hmm. need to to get on board with that. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's a good point. Is that the cinematic games? are going to push those visual boundaries and they're going to go at 60 frames a second. I mean, I look at this demonstration and I don't think anyone would have been disappointed if Ubisoft showed that exact same gameplay demonstration as the U- as the Unreal Engine 5 demo and said, this is the next Assassin's Creed. I don't think anyone would be sitting saying, oh my God, it's only 30 frames a second. You'd be looking at the visuals and just saying, wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, it's okay. <laughs> It's not that big of a deal, even though people made it a big deal over the last few days. But to return to Unreal Engine 5, one thing that Tim Sweeney did pound his chest and boast about is the asset streaming thanks to SSD. Mm -hmm. And we know that both Microsoft and Sony are going to take advantage of SSD. But because this was a a Sony-funded event, he only spoke about PlayStation 5 and how their SSD technology is better or at least rivals mm-hmm. the best SSD in PC right now. Right. And I mean, how do you see the SSD really changing game design with like Unreal Engine 5? Because we touched on this a little bit a couple of ep- episodes ago with uh, John Lenneman from Digital Foundry when we talked about SSD and ray tracing and such. But like Epic in the Unreal Engine 5 demonstration, they really like to detail and talk about how there is no pop-in. Mm-hmm. There's no limitation to draw distance. Yeah. And that all seems to be taking advantage of the speed that SSD is going to offer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not it's not rocket science. I mean, you've got faster asset streaming, like significantly faster asset streaming off your storage it means you have a lot more power to to make these you know i keep hearing that next gen will have a lot more of these dynamic style games where you know things will change kind of right in front of your eyes and 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 you won't notice any kind of texture pop in or anything because it's all thanks to the super fast performance of of these of, of these ssds I, I look i think it's exciting it's very exciting to see where this is going to go and um it's great that that you know next gen is not just in in some ways the ssd is 
probably the most significant upgrade for next gen because you know obviously graphics have been improved as well but now that you have essentially unlimited power at your disposal to stream in as much as you want um, it, it really makes a lot of games that maybe were hitting the limits of current gen just really seamless to do next gen and i think i think you know focusing on the ssd and and fast loading is is really the right approach and look i can't wait to see what what we see come come from that so far we've had a, a taste of of the the performance the streaming of assets and stuff from this tech demo and i'm sure we'll see more of that but i'm excited to see kind of these dynamic landscape you know shifting worlds and and things start to appear in games that we really haven't seen before it's it's usually been a you know this loading screen is going to run for 30 seconds while the next you know section kind of you know gets gets loaded into the game so i'm i'm all about it man i i I think i think um it's going to be awesome and i can't wait to see what what comes out of it yeah i really can't wait to see what developers are able to do with the ssd and with unreal engine 5 because as we saw with final fantasy 7 remake they like to use the narrow hallway corridor style things to hide some of the loading screens and even though i think epic kind of poked fun at that a little bit today <laughs> in their video they they, to, they absolutely did it was hilarious <laughs> it's, i cannot wait to see what square can do with unreal engine 5 with either final fantasy 7 remake part 2 or part 3 because i mean it was a visual delight in most regards on even the base playstation 4 but I mean, people kept comparing it to Advent Children, and it's very realistic that Final Fantasy VII Part Two or Three on Unreal Engine Five will easily surpass yeah. Advent Children's visual fidelity. Mm-hmm. And that's—I mean, I know that's something that we, you know, people used to compare it to Toy Story, saying, "Oh, we're finally going to get gameplay that matches Toy Story visuals." And I mean, Kingdom Hearts Three in some areas came really close to their movie counterparts at pixar and maybe unreal engine 5 is that push that really gets them to toy story 3 or toy story 4 or frozen 2 visual fidelity and if that's the case wow yep and just to be clear you know unreal engine 5 is not responsible for the fast streaming of assets it's taking advantage of of next generation hardware so you know you'll get even if you buy um, a Series X or a PS5 and and play a, I'll say a current gen PS4 or Xbox One X game, just because I mean you have a faster loading ability, so you're going to see improvements there anyway. So Unreal Engine Five is really just taking advantage of of new technology, and which is absolutely the, the right thing to do. And they were they were kind of showing off the power of the PS5 today, which I'm very excited for. And look, I I don't think Microsoft's um, SSD implementation is going to be that different from from what we've seen with with this. So, you know, if you're a Microsoft um, fan and you saw today's presentation and you're kind of scratching your head wondering, you know, why why are we sucking so bad? I, I wouldn't be too concerned because I mean, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, UE5 is going to run very well on the Series X. And look, 
if if specs and and teraflops and and you know variable rate shading and all these buzzwords we keep hearing about are, are truly a thing then in 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 theory it should actually run at a better level of performance on the series x but that that obviously remains to be seen yeah i think that's the important takeaway from today's demonstration was that we've been hearing those buzzwords ssd ray tracing and all this and we never were really given a full-on demonstration of a game taking advantage of this like we saw microsoft way back in march did like a loading screen comparison of i think it was state of the k2 on the xbox one versus xbox series x where it loaded up in like one second on the xbox series x and it took over i think it was like 30 seconds on the xbox one yeah but what today was is that they showed you a real-time example of this asset streaming and showing you the ray tracing and all of those buzzwords in an actual demonstration and that's how you make people believe in the technology yep. we talked about this even with john lineman a few episodes ago saying you know how do you sell people on ssd and ray tracing and all these other marketing terms and we all came to you know the agreement you show them mm-hmm. and that's what epic did and again this is where it was brilliant marketing on sony's part of having the playstation 5 associated to this demonstration it would have worked just as well had microsoft done it with the xbox series x where people would have walked away saying did you see that gameplay demo on the Xbox? Unfortunately, in this case, at least for Microsoft, is that people are walking away saying, did you see that gameplay demo of the PlayStation 5 game? Yes. It looks phenomenal. There's no loading. There's no pop-in. There's this, this, and this. And that's an important sticking marketing point. And, I mean, I'm sure Microsoft is going to come up with a way to respond. Maybe it's in you know, July. Maybe they have another event in June, we'll see. But, I mean, really the important, this, the Unreal Engine isn't meant to fuel fanboy wars. This is just an example of technology advancing and what next gen is going to offer. And it's just, it's in a really, really exciting time for developers and consumers Yeah, because gaming is about to go to a whole new level. We're on the verge of a, of a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if SSD is the revolution that developers have been, you know, touting for the last several months, this was our first true example of how it can change and revolutionize game design. Yep, absolutely. I'm I'm excited, man. Bring it on. Bring bring on Microsoft's response. Bring on the rest of the summer because I'm I'm fascinated about where this where this discussion and where this story is going to go with with both these companies. I think. I think Sony responded appropriately and in some ways now they are in the lead again. So, you know, let's let's see what, what's next. I, I can't wait to see how this is all going to play out. Yeah, either can I. I can't wait to see what Microsoft and Sony have in store from us. And this is going to be a hell of a generation coming up with the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. I have one question before we wrap up. Okay. <laughs> I know you were a really big fan of the Hellblade trailer that we saw at, at the Game mm-hmm. Awards, and I know some time has passed since then, um, and also Project Mara that we saw kind of a few months ago. But which one had which one popped more? You know, was it the Series Ooh. X and Hellblade, or was it this today? Now, obviously, 
you know this the one Ooh. the one we saw today is is fresher and it's newer and it's it's in your mind a little more but i mean out of, out of the two which one do you think had the more pop overall i think i would still give the edge to hellblade 2 maybe i mean maybe part of it is because it was first but hellblade 2 showed a lot more diversity in terms of environments and even some of like the visual effects in some areas though this one i mean it showed the lighting effects which you're shining the light and you see the bugs scurry about on the floor you show a lot more reflection and shadow use and global illumination in this demonstration but i think i would still give the edge to hellblade and even project mara only because those are real games those are products that are going to be coming out they were in engine and this one you know it, it just it's not a product that will ever see release it's still incredibly impressive i wish it would be a real game because i would love to fly and explore that world mm -hmm. but I, I could look at the hellblade trailer now and i mean i'm still impressed by it yeah the her facial response the muscle contraction everything in her model is still really impressive the environments they showed lighting the fire effects is still that was still like a next gen moment for me and yeah i still think i would give the edge to hellblade how about you i, I would agree i would give it to hellblade i i think for all the reasons you said it was a little more even though it was you know i guess a trailer um it, it was a little more dynamic i i really liked like you said the facial animations the muscular movement the eyes i mean everything just looked just flawless to me which was which was brilliant this today was i mean movie quality photorealistic unbelievably impressive it was if there was one thing to take away from a criticism criticism perspective is like i said it's a tech demo it's controlled okay. um not much going on in the physics department you know i mean there was some some demonstrations of course but like there wasn't like you know 50 npcs standing around her you know doing things you know what i mean it wasn't <laughs> wasn't taxing the cpu um but what we did see today was very impressive and it was a true next generation demonstration so i i would give the edge to hellblade but you know um today's today's presentation tech demo gameplay demo whatever we call it was was very very impressive and and in in many ways it it was even more impressive than the hellblade demo but i just think the the overall presentation of the hellblade 2 demo was 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 better for me yeah i mean it's still important to note that you know the hellblade 2 demonstration was an in-engine trailer and i think after seeing today's demonstration it gives me kind of an idea of what i can expect from hellblade 2 from an in-game gameplay perspective mm -hmm. like how the environments are going to look and such because it's i mean yes the game's being built on unreal engine 4 but unreal engine 5 still has its roots set in unreal engine 4 yeah. so i mean who knows how far you can really push unreal engine 4 on these next gen consoles but even if it comes close to what we saw today 
in terms of like I think I think Senua's character model in the in-engine footage looked more impressive than the human character model we saw in the gameplay demonstration today. Yeah. Due to like the reasons you said, like the the eyes, the facial muscle contractions, the skin texture, all of those various elements. Whereas the character in today's demonstration almost didn't fully fit in to the environmental realism. She kind of stood out a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still I would give the edge to Hellblade 2. But, I mean, still, and I need to see Hellblade 2 in an actual gameplay setting to really determine. But Hellblade 1 was such a visual treat. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting 2 to just be a wow type yep. of moment when we do see it. Yeah, absolutely agree. And that will conclude today's episode of Nate the Hate. Let us know what you thought of the Unreal Engine 5 demonstration in the comment section below. If you enjoyed the video, give it a like. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. You can find MVG's channel linked in the description, as well as links to our iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast pages. If you listen on iTunes, be sure to leave a review. And until next time, continue to embrace the hate.